What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of What the Flick, the podcast where we rewrite movies we haven't seen based only on the poster. We are your poster boys. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And today we'll be asking just what the hell happens in Gremlins. What the flick, what the flick, we don't know what a movie is Gonna tell you what we think it's about with the help of the post, we figure it out What the flick, what the flick, gonna write a film that already exists We'll be doing it, but because we're so cool and back to two years left in school What the flick, what the flick, we're never gonna watch that shit Got better writers than Steven Spielberg, film directors are all dumb nerds What the flick, what the flick, that's the name of the podcast It's almost time, so make some noise, it's time for the poster boys So what the flick We've got a guest, Matt We do have a guest, it's true and it makes sense to introduce them right away because it's my least favorite thing when podcasts do that thing, you know, where they go, oh, we've got a fantastic guest on this week. But first, let's spend half an hour with us catching up. And I assume them just kind of sitting awkwardly mm-hmm. waiting to be introduced. It's Grace Jarvis, everybody. Hello. Woo! You said, let's introduce Welcome the guest. In. And then you said, it's my least favorite thing. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what have I, done? I did wonder where you're going when you said we do have a guest it's my least favorite and i was like jesus I was like, what? oh what man that would be started? genuinely that would be such um uh such a power play to have like sent you a message being like hey grace uh you know you're one of my favorite podcast guests whenever i see you know i'm always i'm always a huge fan whenever i see you you're guesting on a podcast i listen to i'd love it if you come on our show that'd be great and then as soon as I start recording, I'm like, and fuck this person in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Just starting a few live on air. I'm like, I didn't ask for this. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge move. <laughs> Very funny. Like, what's happened is, like, years ago, you cut Matt off in a Starbucks or something. And he's like, I'm going to work for years to make a podcast to invite you on to mock you in person. <laughs> I respect it. I respect that, the hustle. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, there's there's probably there's a series in that. Probably there's a podcast in that. I think it's a horror movie where a, a podcaster from another country murders me. <laughs> I mean, just statistically based on the the stats there. Yeah, I was gonna say probably not too dissimilar to something that may have actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I regret saying it in case the news it's comes the out new tomorrow. Season of serial. Yeah, there's three types of people who have a podcast, right? There are. Uh, genuine celebrities just want some like something nice to do with their friends. There's uh, crazy people who have opinions that they want people to hear, and then there's me and Matt, the nice boys in between. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big call. Yeah, we're the only outliers to those two sections. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with like comics do it too, where they're like, "I'm the good boy of comedy," and I'm like, "Really." Mm-hmm. You want me? You want to back that up? Yeah, quite. Yeah. You you want to you want to put that label on yourself and and be open to criticism of that? That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like anyone who says I am the good boy or nice guy or like whole anyone who mentions the word wholesome should immediately have all of their DMs released <laughs> on the internet. Just so yeah, we've got to check. It's like an automated <laughs> thing. You've got to come with receipts for that shit. Yeah, I need proof. I need a letter from not your mother, maybe your doctor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, a doctor would know, right? <laughs> doctor know what kind of diseases <laughs> you've had before. We'll know how wholesome you are. All of your exes. Yeah. If you could, can I get some references? Yeah, Let's line them up. <laughs> I think it's more worrying, right? If then they don't have any exes and they're like my age, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> there's, there's a separate issue here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> I say with just the one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not far off. Oh, no. <laughs> How many axes have you got? Um, <laughs> three? Okay. Well, yeah, I think we're all fine. 
Sorry, such a wild way to start a podcast to be like, let's get everybody's dirty laundry, bring it out. I was literally just like thinking almost in like a schoolboy way. Hang on. This, does, does this person count? The girl who uh, who said we're girlfriend and boyfriend when I was like six. Does that count? Is that I'm one? I'm going to stop you there. No, it does not. <laughs> no, obviously it doesn't. Obviously it doesn't. But there was a part of me was like, oh, maybe I can bump the numbers a little bit. I can't. That particular girl when I was six who I was quote unquote dating also said to me once in the in the back of a car we're boyfriend and girlfriend but it's okay if i marry this other kid right honestly girl boss <laughs> i love that for her she was not yeah, i respect it you've got to respect the hustle you've got to was planting seeds all over town she was making moves keeping the options open <laughs> gotta keep yeah them. making moves planning it out it's and so you know funny what? to yeah. like try and bump up the numbers of people who are not with you anymore <laughs> uh yeah it's like that's not that impressive yeah six six people don't want to be around me anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right what's what's the game what are we doing here oh yeah I, yeah i guess that probably would be helpful huh um so me and mac are two of the world's foremost film experts yeah. right <laughs> uh, eminently qualified to rewrite the script of lesser screenwriters, I guess. Mac did two years of a film studies degree before realising that he'd learned everything there was to know and dropping out. Uh, the, sa- the same year twice. So close. Yeah. <laughs> so close. So close to being done. And I have seen upwards of four movies. And so both with those qualifications and our status as early 30s white men with beards on the internet and over-ear headphones yeah, <laughs> yeah and over-ear headphones we are rewriting all the classic movies that we can't be bothered to watch yeah hell yeah and obviously you know we have we, you, you, you have a fantastic amount of writing experience for the screen <laughs> none <laughs> and are a comedian of renown and you know worldwide recognized heading you know <laughs> can film festivals <laughs> yeah that's yeah. me it's a it's a perfect match, uh, and we're gonna and we're gonna figure out what happens in Gremlins by okay. looking at this horrifying poster. Okay, let's have a look at it here. Immediately, I thought the guy in the background looked like Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, or Patrick Swayze. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a big '80s thing, right? Of very thin hips in denim. Of yeah, sort of snake-hipped denim boys with t-shirts tucked into the jeans right that's a very 80s thing i feel like i don't like that the like teddy bear paws have fingernails like human no and also they appear to be polished as well like yeah they've got like a a varnish to them want to be stylish you know yeah there's They've put holes in the top of the box like it's a well, that's butterfly. It can breathe, I guess. I guess. Well, see, what I was thinking was those do like like breath holes, right? But also they're exactly the same width as his finger. So you think the gremlin has just been jamming his finger up through the box trying to get out? <laughs> yes. Maybe. I do actually know a very small amount about gremlins, and I guess technically at this point it's a mogwai, right? Gremlins are the horrible monster version. Oh, okay. I have very oh, limited knowledge know. based on seeing gremlins too. <laughs> I thought they were all so gremlins. So it's, it's not a gremlin, but it becomes a gremlin? Yeah, so, right, so you know there's the rules, right? We, you know like, there's the gremlins. So I do the know rules, the rules, right? yes. Don't... Yeah. Eat them. It, don't, no. Don't eat, yeah, them. don't eat them. No, don't eat them. <laughs> don't eat them after midnight. They'll go straight to your hips. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, yeah, don't, don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet, which means if you did eat them, you'd be both... You'd be getting them wet while eating them, and that would be bad also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but is it? Can you? It's no getting them wet at any time. No, it can't be like, wet. You can feed them before midnight. In a way, everything is before midnight, unless it's well and wet. after midnight <laughs> simultaneously. Time's a flat circle. I'm. Obs- I didn't. Know. I guess it makes sense that they're not always called gremlins. Yeah. But I thought I was just like, oh, I guess they're all they're, they're gremlins, and people bring them into their house knowing that they're called gremlins. I thought it was like a trolls thing, you know, mm. where it's like it's a scary name but a cute creature. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great to put on your pencils. So yeah. the, the guy, the second one, is a recurring character from the first film who genuinely his whole bit is that he's just racist. Huh? Like that? Like it's just like he's just. Uh, well, it was a different time. Not I so guess. much a bit <laughs> as yeah. it is just the eighties. Yeah, but he, apparently he named them Gremlins because he was making fun of the fact that someone had a a Gremlin car, and he was like, "That's the worst car in the world. It'll blow up and kill you." And then whenever these little things are running around, he's like, "Oh, it's just they're just like Gremlins. They'll kill you." And that is genuinely how they're named. So they're named that after is a, a car. Deep cut. I didn't even know there was a car called the Gremlin. Yeah, but they could have genuinely just been called the Volkswagen Beetle. That's what they yeah. still could have been called. I thought Gremlins was like a aviation term from like World War One or something, where it was like whenever they had problems, they were like, "Oh, there's there's, there's Gremlins," or, you know, in the plane. But maybe that's uh, maybe I'm just thinking about that one that one episode of what's it called, The Twilight Zone, with William Shatner. Oh, you're right. No, I just I just looked it up. A gremlin is a mischievous folkloric creature invented at the beginning of the 20th century to originally explain malfunctions in aircraft. Hey! I think I that is like correct. That I right, love that because but... <laughs> I was worried it was going to be an anti-Semitic uh, stereotype, which yeah. is where we, where we land with goblins. But gremlins yeah. seem to be just more so brownies but for your machines no, i think i think you i think all that is crap i just think in the actual canon of the movie there's one guy who's named them gremlins based on the shit car okay, that based on the gremlin drives. car mobile god um there's so much stuff that because america has a monopoly on culture they're just allowed to say without any context they're like they'll <laughs> yeah. figure it out the fucking idiots in the colonies they'll have to figure it out because we won't explain <laughs> and then anytime anyone uses slang from a different country they're like what why <laughs> yeah the way americans on tiktok make fun of australian accents drives me insane <laughs> oh really okay because i'm like what do you what are you talking about? You have never heard an Australian person speak, and the only times you have heard Australian people speak is because they've been in American movies where they've been forced to ham it up. <laughs> and so you that's that's how you think we all sound. <laughs> anyway, this poster's um, crazy, eh? <laughs> sorry, I keep getting you off track. That's no, no, fine. I just, I just realized I still had it open. <laughs> okay, that's good. So essentially what the poster is, is there is um a shot from kind of like dick to neck of, of a fella. Yeah, you're right. It is dick to neck. I don't know what that would be called in official filmmaking terms, but no, because yeah, I, I was a, about to say that like, is a dick to neck <laughs> shot. I was about to say torso, but there's more than torso there. <laughs> it sounds like a butchery term, right? Like you go to a restaurant, like this is a dick to neck restaurant. <laughs> on the, on the, the, the scene list, we're doing dick to neck. <laughs> Zoom back. <laughs> and it's it's a painting, I think. It looks painted. And this person is holding in their very veiny hands 
in a way that nobody has ever held anything ever. Which makes me think that they're like trying to show off how veiny their mm. hands are. Women in the eighties were very horny for veiny hands. Yes. <laughs> I reckon that's they were, they were, this was like a thirst trap. It's like it's like a status symbol. It showed how yeah. much cocaine you could afford if your hands were really, yeah. really vascular, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You've lifted a lot of heavy things I'm yeah. attracted yeah, to. Absolutely. And it, in these veiny, cocaine-filled, masculine hands, there is um, uh, a box with some holes in it with the lid just coming off and out of the box is coming some kind of creature. It's got stubby little fingers with black nail polish and inside the box you can just see two kind of shining eyes which are a bit too far apart for the size of the hands, if you ask me. Yeah, and the hands don't look like they belong to the head at no. all. It looks very... Like a human child has stuck its hands through the arms of a teddy bear and like poked holes out for its fingers. That's the vibe. Yeah, or like its hands are sort of coming out of like just a ball that's its head, you know, in kind of like the way that Boglins do, if anyone is familiar with the 80s toy Boglins. I don't know about Boglins. They were a (laughs) British, I think, toy. Oh, oh, no. And their eyes move. And the the thing was that they're like heads that are bad. They're bad guys. These are awful. Oh, God, those are horrible. (laughs) Do you know, I will say, I just want to point out, Matt, when I type in Boglins, yeah. like, you know, the Google shop comes up, and the fifth thing you can buy is a, a Gremlins oh, flasher, as in, like, it's a Gremlin in a big okay. trench coat holding the trench coat open. Oh, man, Steven Spielberg really knew what he was doing with those merchandising rights. Surely <laughs> did, yeah. Let's all take a second to try and guess how much do you think Gremlins flasher oh, God. is okay. in British <laughs> Is <money>. it boxed? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's about my head size. If that helps, two hundred and fifty pounds. I was gonna say people get cra- people get weird about this kind of shit. Um, I'll go. I'll go higher. Four hundred pounds. Three hundred eighty nine pounds. Jesus Christ! Yes, I, I hate that I got close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay with that. He's also wearing sunglasses. If that helps, <laughs> does that make it any better? That's nearly that's nearly seven hundred Australian dollars. Uh, for ninety seven fifty, you can pay it off over four months. <laughs> if you want to do that instead. Cool. Four easy payments. You <laughs> could have. A sex pest gremlin in your house. <laughs> These Boglins are awful. They look like... Do you guys remember the face of Bo? Oh, from the Doctor Who, yeah. Yeah, but evil. What? They're no good, hey? Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the packaging they used to come in was... Like a jail cell. Oh, it's got like bars. Yeah, because yeah. the implication was these are like, these are the the point is they're evil they're evil little guys and they'll fuck you up. These are sex pest toys. Yeah, they're criminals. They're criminal toys. Well, the thing about the gremlins is like, why is the only thing I know about it the rules? Yeah, right. Like it feels like a very like unimaginative. And here it says the like Steven Spielberg presents gremlins. Mm-hmm. Cute, clever, mischievous, intelligent, dangerous. Sure, like me. That doesn't say anything about what's going to happen. It doesn't. Or who Or who it's describing. Describes. No, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, we can fairly safely assume it describes the gremlins, but it might be describing Steven Spielberg. Or this Patrick Swayze type. Or this type. Patrick Swayze looking guy, yeah. Who, let's assume it is Patrick Swayze, is, you know, probably going around high-kicking people. <laughs> I mean, that would probably be more helpful in a fight against... No, if... I don't know how big the gremlins are. Are they, like, this... Are they, like, sort of a foot-tall kind of thing? Because then... 
Like head size? You sort of need to low kick. Same size mm. as your head. Well, maybe what this is, is, is a, 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 like a 80s action movie, which answers the question, how many foot tall, how many chihuahuas could Patrick Swayze be <laughs> in a bar fight? Do they fly? How do they get around these I think friends? they could fly. They just scurry around. Just little Okay, well, that is guys, creepy. Right? Anything that scurries is creepy. Uh, the girl from The Ring, she, scur- she scurries, I would say. Um, yeah. Rats, they scurry. Yep. Um, have you seen do. the trailer for that new Megan movie about the, the animatronic doll? Oh, I sure have. Why does she scurry? She shouldn't she's scurry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's already on two legs. Yeah. She's humanoid. Just have her run really fast. Yeah, That'd be creepy as well. <laughs> so would you like me to tell you what happens when you break the rules and that can help yes. us pop okay, up the plot yeah. for the film? If you get the gremlins wet, or the mogwai wet, which is a little furry guy. In fact, if you get either of them wet, they multiply, right? So what happens oh. is, you get them wet, you get them wet, and what happens is the little, they get little spots They're on like their back, like monkeys. acne, and then the acne pops. Yeah, but except that the sea monkeys pop out of the other one's backs, so they literally like just tear out Ew. their skin. It's horrible. That is a terrible way to reproduce. Yeah. Well, well, you're going to hear something even worse in a second. <laughs> if you feed them after midnight, they get sick. And then they start vomiting and make a cocoon around them. And then in the morning they come out of the cocoon, but they're lizards now instead of little furry guys. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So they've got like gastroparesis. That's like a, (laughs) that's what the problem is. They need to eat standing up (laughs) so they don't get reflux. So is it the classic 80s thing where they are aesthetic coded? So when they, because I assume... This when they're when they're regular, when they're mogwai, they're cute, and when they're gremlins, they're not. Is it yeah. that when they're mogwai, they're good, yes. and then when they're gremlins, they're evil? So from again, this is again me taking knowledge from number two. Uh, <laughs> um, in the second one, Gizmo, who's the main mogwai, mm-hmm. gets wet, and a lot of other mogwai appear, but they're all bad guys. So Gizmo's so the, Gizmo's only, the good only good gremlin, right? So he's trying to like fight his his instincts. He's like. Well, he's just like a normal. He's like a normal pet, right? He doesn't really have instincts, good or bad. He's just he just likes hanging out and doing fun things. And the rest of them just like doing pranks. But then, whenever they become gremlins, the pranks become much more like I'm going to kill a woman. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, prank. from what I understand from the internet, that's quite a lot of what pranking is. <laughs> it does seem that it's way. always something where you're like, "This was cruel," and a woman is crying. <laughs> and the grandma's just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> "Who did you think this would be good for? <laughs> Where's the la- when do we get to laugh? Because I- no one is laughing so far. You destroyed your wife's hobby <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> Why would you do this? I don't know. If this is a plot hole from the second one, or if it is just strictly water. But at one point. One of the gremlins is in a bowl of soup in the second one, and nothing happens. Oh, but then he gets normal water on him, and then it, he like multiplies. So if you've got like juice on them, you'd be fine. It has to be water. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know how it works. Or Dr Pepper, mm. which I hear is the most American yeah. liquid. Yeah, and we do. We've got to appeal. We've got to appeal to the American markets on this podcast. <laughs> We're really doing the hard sell for Hollywood here. Always have a Dr. Pepper ready to go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to insult you, a Dr. Pepper drinker. That's fine. <laughs> Do they get ungremlin? Yeah. Oh, that, like that's what happens? A good Is point. it like a sitcom where if you get hit in the head twice, your memories come back? What if you dry them out? What if you desecate them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just cover them in salt. Maybe all the scales fall off and the furs. Like a salted egg. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's what we can make our film about. Maybe it's like you know, like Robocop has the secret fifth rule he doesn't know about. 
Maybe our film was like, we have to figure out how to fix the gremlins. I only know that thing about Robocop because there was a Bob's Burger parody of it. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing about Robocop until you said it. And I was like, oh, they were parodying. <laughs> <laughs> Crucially, Grace, again, we've not seen any movies. <laughs> <laughs> I love only knowing about films through cultural osmosis. It's one of my favorite things to just know two things yeah. about a movie. Oh, it's the yeah. best. And because people are always like horrified that you haven't seen it or whatever. And it's like, I don't need to. I have got the gist. <laughs> I've got The Simpsons. What do you want from me? Although I didn't watch Dirty Dancing for a long time because I was like, oh, it's like a weird 80s romance movie. Like, I don't think I'm into it. And then like my flatmate and my other friend sat me down during the pandemic and was like, are you look at yourself it's gonna be your favorite movie and i was like okay okay i guess we'll watch it and then we watched it and i was like this is my favorite movie (laughs) it is a movie about a girl who learns to dance so another girl can get an abortion it's the perfect (laughs) film it's so good why don't people mention that part when they're like, it's a classic, and it's like you only see the bit where Patrick Swayze's holding fucking Jennifer Grey above her head, above his head, and I was like, I'm not that interested in this. And then as soon as the abortion plotline got in, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And everyone is so horny, and the mum doesn't have any problems. I love a movie where a mum has no problems. (laughs) This is all dad, this movie. (laughs) Movie mums love to have problems. That's... (laughs) She's just having a great holiday. No one is bothering her. She doesn't know what's happening. I think, yeah, more (laughs) movies should occasionally cut to just a mum somewhere just... Sunbathing, unbothered. Yeah, just be like, not I'm worried, fine. <laughs> and then just back to the action. Being like, the dad is covering this. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that would be great. The dad is fixing this botched abortion. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting the way eighties movies get like portrayed as like it's a cl- you, you know a dad or someone will be like, you have to watch it. It's the greatest mm. era of filmmaking, and you're like. Yeah. Okay, if you shut up about that more often, maybe, maybe I'd get, I'd into, get it. into it. Quite. <laughs> do we know what happens? Like, how do they un-Gremlin? I assume that's the end of the movie. Well, I don't think... Or do they just I don't get think you eaten? can un-Gremlin them. I think once they're Gremlins, they're I think that, them bad. I maybe think we can make it in our film. We can un-Gremlin them. Maybe. or a hairdryer. It seems pretty good to me. Yeah, or one of those vegetable dehydrators. Yeah. You put them in, like, a I drawer. think what I really <laughs> well, like... It, you make fruit leather out of them. That would be good. Gremlin leather. I think what I really like is the idea oh, of... There is another rule. Just like... There's another rule. What'd you say? There's another rule of just remember. What's the other rule, oh. Mac? They cannot go in sunlight at all or it burns them. What? Oh. So yeah. they're like vampires. They I bet, yeah. So they can't so be in the daylight at all. Is that how we get rid of them? Yeah, but I was going to say, maybe maybe it would be doing one of those things, or maybe it's you can put them in the daylight a very small amount and drag them back in, and then you kind of peel them off like a roast pepper. Oh, you see, oh. like, yeah, 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 when you turn it on the on the gas stove, and then you peel <laughs> yeah. the gremlin, and there's... Charred. <laughs> yeah. Charred gremlin. Yeah. I yeah, just... If we could just char them enough that we could peel it off them, and then it's like, oh, it's a mogwai again. Well, but then you risk like a night at the museum mm, effect you do. of when the sun hits them, they turn to ash. 
Yeah, you, just, you then, have to get the right, the perfect balance, right? Yeah, <laughs> just like you got to be really careful. Grab them back yeah. in very quick. I think yeah. <laughs> what I really like is the image. Slather them in SPF first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the image of Patrick Swayze with two hair dryers, just doing like a sort of eighties dance through like a bar full of gremlins, just like <laughs> like drying them off as he goes, and they're popping, turning back into gremlins. I am shocked. I would. I am like. I haven't seen this movie. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Yeah. I'd be shocked if that's not what happens. I feel like that is I also be... don't think Patrick Swayze is in it. <laughs> well, he is now. He's just the only man from the 80s I can name. Yeah. No, he's in it now. That's how this podcast works. <laughs> he's, he's in it now for definitive. Apparently, Billy, his name is Zach Galligan, is the guy in Gremlins. Okay. Um, and he seems to have not done anything else. Which good for him. Yeah, I respect a, a, a one and done, you know? I say we replace him with, oh, I don't know, let's say Patrick Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our imagination. He yeah. died of pancreatic cancer. Give him some <laughs> post date, give him some roles in reverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, th- I mean, I think it is a, I think it, it is an 80s like, action film starring Patrick Swayze. He's, you know, it's like a kind of like a roadhouse situation, but at some point, kind of from Dust Till Dawn style, it changes from like a road movie about Patrick Swayze going from bar to bar, kicking bikers. It turns from that into like a horror movie where he's got to, and now he's got to kick some gremlins. Oh, you know what? I bet someone was transporting the gremlin Ooh, yeah. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. from like lab to lab. And then Patrick Swayze is like kicking people in bars and he needs to make a quick getaway. And someone and the guy who was transporting the gremlin, he's gone to use the bathroom. And so Patrick Swayze gets in the car Steals and, the and drives off yes. with the gremlin in the passenger seat. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. he doesn't yeah. know. That's great. And he's driving along and he's like, he's made his quick getaway. And he puts the radio on and like... We Belong by Pat Benatar comes on the radio and <laughs> suddenly like from the box on the side on the passenger seat that he assumes is the guy's lunch it starts singing along in a really high like chipmunk's voice you know yes yes like that and he's like another opportunity to chipmunkify yeah and he opens the box the great discography of Pat Benatar yeah and there's a gremlin in there and then he finds the rules on like the back of the lid or something and he's like Yes, because this scientist was incredibly irresponsible. (laughs) He's like got notes and holes in a cardboard box. (laughs) I was going to just add on to it. Patrick Swayze famously loves dancing, right? Yeah. And as I point out from the second one, they just play like a random song and the little Mogwai starts dancing in the Uh second one. So maybe in the first one, Patrick Swayze drives off and maybe he's just like, up the side of a road in this van, like taking a cigarette and just dancing to Pat Benatar on his own. And then he turns around and realizes there's this thing mirroring his dance, right? So you can yeah. have a nice shot where it's like Patrick Swayze dancing in focus and out of focus just on like the hood of the car. You can see the little Mogwai copying his exact dance. I and that am, could be the whole I'm thing. hearing Agadoo. I don't know if that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good, yeah. So, and also very funny to imagine Patrick Swayze dancing to Agadoo, but like very seriously with yeah. a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yes, just yes. <laughs> looking real sexy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, do the gremlins talk? I think is it like uh, a Ted situation initially? So not not really, but they uh, they're intelligent enough that like they can say like words and stuff, but they don't they can't like. I wonder if like Gizmo okay. talks in like a kind of chipmunk Scooby Doo esque way. 
Yes, like detect, like Detective Pikachu. He's the only one that can talk, mm. and pa- maybe and, Patrick. But Swayze, he can talk to the other gremlins. Maybe Patrick Swayze is the only one who can understand him as well, and everyone else just hears him like yes. going. Um, That's fun. That's an eighties gag. Yeah, and I think maybe like the military are after are after him now. The, the, yes. know, they're looking for the the gremlin. The Mogwai, Russians, sorry. preferably, yes. if we could. Yeah, the Russians are after him. Because <laughs> this is an American film, and so they've got to be Russian. Yeah, absolutely. What if Santa's man, who's in the bar at the start, has stolen Mogwai from the lab because he's like, hey, Gizmo doesn't deserve to die cause just because he's weird. We should save him. And then Patrick Swayze's stolen him. And now the government are after Patrick Swayze. And then eventually Santa's and Patrick Swayze have to work together to save Gizmo, yes. but the government are after them also. It was like that um, Simon Pegg movie about the alien. Oh, Paul. Paul, yeah. What a film that happened. <laughs> That's another movie where I'm like, I've not seen any of the movies they're referencing here, mm-hmm. but I get it. <laughs> I understand that you're referencing something, and I got that one Blues Brothers quote, uh, and the rest is fine. <laughs> the rest I don't need to know. No. You can pick it up, you know. You know that something's that you know there's a joke occurring, and that's the main thing. So Patrick Swayze um, meets the Mogwai, um, and then is on the run from the the Russians and also the military, maybe. Yep, and the scientists. Yeah, and the scientists, and they're all going from town to town on kind of a wacky chase kind of caper. And Patrick Swayze is still trying to do high kicks. And save the town from the bandits or whatever. But also now yeah, he's yeah. got a little companion. And maybe like when he's doing fighting, the Mogwai's also like kicking people in the shins and just running yes, around doing business. Gag. And then maybe <laughs> tripping people over. Yeah, and maybe what happens is the Mogwai gets like a pint of beer mm. spilled on him, you know, by oh, by yeah. uh in the middle of tying someone's shoelaces yeah, together. He's tying a henchman's shoelaces together, he gets a pint <laughs> spilled on him and like explodes yeah. into gremlins well, or whatever. It, it explode into multiple, multiple Mogwai, but I think that's very good, right? Because you can have a thing where maybe Patrick Swayze starts like this is a weird little guy, don't really like him, and then maybe he learns to like him, but he has the rules in the back, and he's like, well, I'm not going to break yeah. any of these, because I don't know what'll happen. And then the first time he pours water on him, he's like, well, this is a hindrance, because <laughs> now I've got, like, 30 pats to look after, as opposed to one. And the rest of them are really <laughs> rude. <laughs> They're not, like, my good friend Gizmo, who's a lovely little yeah. guy. The rest of these ones are all doing pranks and talking shit about me. <laughs> Pulling the seal yeah. off the inside yeah. of my windows yeah. in my car. They, they they've stolen his sunglasses. They won't, get, you know. They've all it's it's the whole thing. Yeah. They've eaten a hole in his jeans. Maybe there's like a scene yeah. at the when he first meets the Mogwai where he's like, "Well, I'm not dealing with this," and he just puts the box out of the car and drives off. And then he's in his rearview mirror. You can see the Mogwai just kind of standing there, like with his big eyes, looking sad. And he, you know, <laughs> yeah. like Jesse from Toy Story. Yeah, exactly. Shakes his head and he revs the engine, but then it cuts and the Mogwai's in the driver's seat, just like eating a Slim Jim. Yeah. Yes. So many opportunities for eating. visual gags of a small creature <laughs> yeah. eating a long snack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been watching Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated, so I've got pet eat big sandwich. On yeah. The, on the no, and to be honest, of course, because pet eat big sandwich never fails to get a no, laugh. Like, it's classic. <laughs> that is a surefire gag, and I love it's it. A, Keep it it's in. It's a there. perfect. It's a perfect visual cue. Oh, that's that meal looks too big to put into one's mouth. 
Put it in. <laughs> Chipmunk those cheeks. That could be a good bit, right, for how to get the Mogwai into Gremlins, where maybe Patrick Swayze makes them one gigantic sandwich and all the all the Mogwai are eating it, but then <laughs> the clock just is slowly ticking towards midnight. And then he, like, takes it away, but there's yeah. one of them hasn't got it yet, and he runs back <gasps> and eats, like, the last little bit. And then, like, throws the crusts or something to the rest, and they all, like, yes. dive on it and eat it. I didn't know that they, like were birthed from each other like an amoeba. That stresses me out. That's upsetting, isn't it? There was that Doctor Who episode where, like, the people exploded into lumps oh, of fat. Yeah. No, no good. That had faces. <laughs> oh, no. What? Oh, it scared me so much as a kid. I just, I did not like that episode at all. It was, like, this, this like, miraculous uh, weight loss drug, and then eventually they just all, the people stop being people, and they start being lots of little lumps of fat yeah. that wander around. <laughs> Doctor Who's fucked. It's fucked, man. And I, that was like the one TV show I was allowed to watch as a kid. And it was yeah. terrifying half of the time. Oh, no. So, again, d- did you ever watch Torchwood? No. So Torchwood that is a spin-off, spin-off with John Barrowman um, as, as long coat man, not Doctor Who, but close. Yeah. And they are all doing their alien business in Cardiff, which is where I live. And one of the characters in that show died. And it was like a big thing. He was like quite a beloved character on that show. And down in Cardiff Bay, where their headquarters was like, you know, the, the, the TV version of their headquarters in the actual building, down on the, one of the walls in front of that building, there is a shrine like an official shrine to this dead TV character from Torture. That is so weird, dude. That is... The UK doesn't know how to mourn normally. Can I say that? No, we're insane. (laughs) The Queen died, and I'm like, okay, I get it. She's on all the money. It's an adjustment. But people were, like, leaving marmalade sandwiches and drawing Paddington Bear... Like leading her yeah, into how the did afterlife? Paddington Bear become like, our Grim Reaper? <laughs> he's not the Grim. He's not the ferryman over the river sticks. Like it's so bizarre. Paddington, Paddington Bear is car on the boatman. Never showed any interest in the afterlife. Why is he getting pulled into this role? From my understanding, I'm not even sure he was pro monarchy. No, like he's <laughs> pro marmalade sandwiches, <laughs> and that's it. He's pro marmalade sandwiches and innocent chaos. Yeah, That's absolutely it. whimsical mischief. Don't give him a political stance. No, quite. Give him a hat and a coat. Exactly. And if you must make a marmalade sandwich as part of your grief, please yeah. give it to a homeless person. Yeah. It's so, and also like she was four years off having to send herself. The most anticlimactic letter well, of all time. Mm, like I'm glad she went she, when she did. Yeah, she might not have known that she wrote the letter. That she got it. it might have been a nice surprise. Charles, <laughs> I got a letter from the queen. At one point, I was like, "Who sends you the letter when you're the queen?" And my immediate thought was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit the Frog is the... for some reason I'm like monarchy Muppets. Like <laughs> the closest celebrity to the queen is Kermit the Frog. I've always said. Put so. him on the money. Put him on the money. <laughs> oh fuck! I'd love that. I'd fucking love Kermit on all the notes. <laughs> I'd be so happy. How do we end this movie? Like, what happens, do you think? Yeah, so I think Patrick Swayze, obviously, you know, they're in the bar, and then the pint gets poured on them, and I think maybe we have that scene again, you know, where Patrick Swayze is like, well, now there's too many to handle, I'm just going to drive off. And he drives off, and then he looks in the rearview mirror, and there's like 40 Mogwai all doing the big eyes. 
And then it cuts again and they're yes. all in the passenger seat eating like fighting over one Slim Jim. Um, you know. Oh man, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Well, I was gonna, you know, there's the whole thing I just said, like, can't be in sunlight. Yeah. Maybe they do eat after midnight, right? And they become the little horrible lizard things, right? Mm. Like the lizard, like the actual gremlin gremlins. And he's like, mm. these cunts are no good. Gizmo is the only good one. They're also like, they're genuinely trying to hurt people. I'm not dealing with this anymore. And Patrick Swayze drives off. And maybe at this point meets the, bumps into the scientist guy, but they're in like another bar. But then they're like, it, the sun's coming up soon and all the gremlins are trying to get in. So it's them like barricading the bar, trying to stop the gremlins getting in, but the real way. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah. They're, so they're in like, so he meets the scientist who's got to be like, kind of like a big nerd. He's like an intern. He shouldn't have been in charge of this. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking like, who's that guy in Little Shop of Horrors? Oh, Rick and Moranis. Rick yeah, Moranis. Rick Mar- yeah. Yeah. Rick Moranis, like, is the nerdy scientist who, I don't know. Or I was, I was going to say Michael Sarah, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, Michael Sarah is also a time. really good choice. Um, Actually, the idea of Michael Sarah <laughs> yeah. and Patrick Swayze acting opposite her is very funny because Patrick Swayze is infinitely, like, one right? of the sexiest men like, in history, and Michael Sarah is quite obviously <laughs> the opposite of that. <laughs> and it's very funny to see them just bouncing off each other. <laughs> Michael Sarah is sexy in a way. I think. You know, he has a certain charm. Yeah, I was going to say, you know. It's it's just very much the opposite side of attractiveness, right? Yeah. 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 That is powerful. Yeah. And I love love a frazzled intern that's like started almost, he's like, I'm, I'm in so much trouble. Like, I'm in trouble beyond just, I'm going to lose my job. (laughs) It's like, I might have started World War III and I'm like... I'm so beyond knowing how to deal with it that I'm drinking yeah. in a roadhouse. <laughs> He's like, this is my first drink ever. He's like panicked. He's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Did you not read the fucking sign, man? When you stole my goddamn car and Patrick Swayze, yeah, is you're like, well, no, you know, I don't see what the problem is. They're helping it. They're helping people out. Yeah, I read the sign, but but things, events unfolded. <laughs> yeah, I also had to kick a guy in a bar, and you know, things happen. What if the like, what if the bit where they realize who each other are is? Michael Sarah's just like drinking at the bar, you know, like horrified at what he's done or whatever. And Patrick, or I said Patrick Stewart, Patrick Swayze comes in and it's like 11.30. He's like, I need food now. I need it ready now. We, like, do not serve it to me after like half an hour. Yeah, give me a hundred chicken wings in the next five minutes or there's going to be fucking Yeah, troubles. and then Michael Sarah's like, why do you need them so quick? And he's just like, I don't like eating after midnight or something. And I like, closes the door. And then Michael Sarah's just like, and like gets up and like you're like prat falls like off the stool gets up and like runs yeah, just like doing yeah. that little run in place yes and he's yeah. and then now they're both in the car and they're driving and the russians are coming yeah well then maybe that's when he finds out because patrick swayze's like well i don't see what the problem is they're just they're just little guys and michael sarah's like no 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 this is the new you know this is the escalation of the cold war or whatever <laughs> this is the new bio yes. weapon that the military's been working on. We pivoted on. from atomic bomb yeah, to, to gremlins. gremlins. Exactly. And now not only the military going to be after you, but so are, you know, the Russians. Right. I- and they're going to send like an assassin or whatever. And it's going to be... Um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've had a sudden memory, and this could be me imagining it, but I think it's established in the second one that the Mogwire demons. Oh, we went in a real sci-fi direction with this. We should have gone fantasy. No, but I think I think it is. I think it's like a, somewhere between the two, right? Because in the second one, a lot of scientists are like researching them, but then they're like, oh, they're like demons or something. 
So maybe it is like a bit of both. Well, maybe we have a scene where the scientists are chasing, the military scientists are chasing them. And they've all got the big like hazmat suits on, you know, and like the white lab coats and so on. But they've also got guns where it's like they're soldiers and scientists. But then they pull off the hazmat suits at the end and it's all just like Vatican priests (laughs) with all dog colors. Well, I was thinking that's another classic 80s gag of like uh, his his like a horror element of like he's in the he's in the hazmat suit he's got that like sort of pa- square glass panel and then like a gremlin is somehow oh, inside yeah, the suit good, yeah. and he's like waving out of the panel and then he turns around and he like rips the guy yeah, to shreds and there's great. like blood spattering yeah. mm-hmm. against the glass panel i was gonna say you could have a good bit where if there's a chase scene right where the russians are chasing them where like at one point like in the scene michael sarah could be like hey that one car is driving real erratic. And then like he like adjusts the rear view mirror and one of the cars is just all the gremlins. There's like 40 gremlins just in like <laughs> one car. And there's like three of them on top of each other just like wait, wait. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, yeah. we got to have a bunch of gremlins in yeah. one trench coat. Yes. Maybe that's a bit right. Oh, in the it's final scene when they have like a big final fight scene, Patrick Switzerland goes, you think I can't? Uh, like f- kill a load of you and then they all just like pop on top of each other's shoulders and put a coat on and he's just like uh-uh. make a grem like a yeah like a megazord gremlin a gremlin <laughs> flasher yeah it's a gremlin flasher nice and the, yeah they open the coat and they've got like one gremlin just swinging around as the yeah. dick he opens the coat and just a gremlin dra- like jumps Holding out on his yeah. yeah like just like jumps out at him and just starts tearing at him and he's like Jesus Christ yes yeah so maybe yeah. yeah so maybe they're doing that and so I think there's maybe like there's a scene where it catches up with them right and the russians and the military find them at a bar and then there's some sort of fight and in the confusion right you know patrick swayze and michael Sarah escape and patrick swayze has his box of like 200 chicken wings or whatever and they get in the car and they drive off but in the confusion you know in the fight what they haven't realized is it's ticked over to midnight so when the gre- when the mogwai all attack like the chicken wings they all turn into gremlins and that's when it turns because then there's the chase scene with the military and the Russians and the gremlins in a different car and Patrick Swayze and Michael Sarah, And then they get to the next like bar, you know, on the road or whatever, the next, the next rest stop. And they have to barricade themselves inside the bar, the military and Patrick Stewart, the Russian assassin <laughs> and Michael, uh, Michael Sarah and Patrick Swayze all have to barricade themselves inside the bar. And the gremlins are just like marauding around the outside yeah. of it, trying to get in. And then they have to defend themselves and they have to learn to work together and solve the Cold War through cooperation yes, against the Gremlins. through teamwork. Yeah. And then, well, if the if we're saying the Gremlins are demons, they could, like, go back to hell or they could be aliens and they could, like, get beamed up. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep, yep. yep they yep. could go home at the end. And then there's so much sequel potential for them getting beamed back, you know? Yeah. And they don't even have to be beamed back to Patrick yeah. Swayze at that point. You can just beam them back to whoever. You can beam them wherever you want. I think you can have a nice bet, right, where, like, the vast majority of them all die because they maybe they break in and, I don't know, someone, like, tears a hole in the roof so the sunlight gets in, like, fries a lot of them. And then the Russians are yes. just like, well, I guess we can let you go now because, like, you've got nothing else that you can do to harm us or whatever. But what has actually happened is during the fight, Patrick Swayze has knocked, like, you know, one of those ice buckets, like, off the bar and has landed upside down on Gizmo. And then, like, whenever all the Russians leave, he just goes in, takes Gizmo up into his little jacket and gets back into the car. They drive off together. Yes! Yeah. Gizmo has to survive. And then they drive off to Pat Benatar's We Belong Together again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Does there have to be, again, because it's the 80s, does there have to be a point where one of the scientists like takes off their, you know, hazmat thing or whatever and like they shake out like long hair and it's um Oh, a sexy a woman sexy inside lady. the hazmat yeah. suit. And Patrick Swayze is like a woman. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously she's like, Michael Sarah, I've been so worried about you, we didn't know where you went. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Patrick Swayze is like, Oh, all right. Well, I thought, okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's like that's fine. Yeah, I think that's yes. good. Yes. If I know anything about an 80s movie, they love to have the nerd who no one could possibly <laughs> yeah. be with yeah. be with the hot lady. <laughs> it's like, what? Right. My understanding of masculinity has been fried. <laughs> Women enjoy the company of men who listen to them? This is crazy. <laughs> surely, surely not. <laughs> So, yeah, at the end, they have the big fight and, yeah, all the gremlins, they're in a trench coat. They're, like, hanging off the chandeliers and everybody's fighting. Patrick Swayze is going around with his hairdryers, popping them back into Mogwai. And then, you know, the priests are, like, putting a, you know, salting them and then power of Christing them back to hell <laughs> or whatever's going yeah. on. Um, big final fight. And then everybody's like, wow, you know, I guess there can be mutual respect even between the government and, and Russia. Russia and, like, a streetwise authority-hating Patrick Swayze, right? And if... I feel like we've never had an 80s movie where we solved the Cold <laughs> War. <laughs> it's, it's usually just another way to keep it going. Yeah. This is uh, this is good. Put a, Really put a bow on that. And we do that, and then, yeah, Patrick Swayze's like, yeah, absolutely, well done, everybody. I'm going to call up whoever the, the whoever the president of russia is um yeah. that's dolph lundgren i don't that's know dolph lundgren. <laughs> and dolph lundgren's like yeah absolutely i'm gonna call up the president of america who again ronald reagan's arnie very likely played by yeah so dolph lundgren and arnold schwarzenegger who are playing the presidents have like a phone conversation where they're like, well, if we can beat gremlins as a team, maybe we can also beat world politics as a team. <laughs> and they like, and then have <laughs> kiss and make up. Jump for my love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> Point jump, by Van, yeah, or jump by Van Halen starts playing. And, and then, freeze frames yes. on none of the main yes. characters, just on the president. Yeah. <laughs> freeze frames as they jump to a fist. In the air. <laughs> Breakfast club freeze yeah. frame, no gremlins. In the it's just a funny place. Don't you forget about me, but it's the president of America, the president of Russia. All right. Patrick Swayze's out. Yeah. He's, he does not get a resolution. The resolution is between the countries yeah. of America and Russia. The tech black, you know, the text comes up on the screen, and from that day on. Well, I was going to say, you know, they they used to have things like something. Yeah, they do freeze frames, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger, you hear his voiceover goes, "You're probably wondering how I got in this situation." <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. record scratch. Yeah. And it's a completely new movie. We have ticked every box. It's a completely new movie about <laughs> Ronald Reagan and whoever was the president of Russia at the time. It, well, it wasn't Stalin. That was before. The, who was after Yeah, Stalin. double feature gremlins sci-fi into deep political history film. yeah where it's a yeah it's a buddy cop movie between the presidents of America and Russia. <laughs> trying to solve a murder or something and simon pegg's there <laughs> yeah, absolutely and that's just the, over the credits it's a completely different film uh, it was called Veratnikov. was the there you go was the cold yeah. war 
Russian premier or whatever you yeah. call him. Prime minister? President? I don't know. Well, whatever the case, we've learned something here today. I've immediately forgotten, but he was... the rest of you have learned something here today. That's what an 80s movie is for. It's to teach you a lesson <laughs> yeah. that you immediately forget. Truly. All right. How close to the real plot do you think we were? Uh, well <laughs> the other thing i know about gremlins um i forgot i didn't realize we were trying to get to the real plot <laughs> the other thing i know about I gremlins thought we were doing our own thing. is that it's a christmas movie yeah, yeah which we did not include in our so oh well not close also we didn't include moms having a good time in our film <laughs> that's true we oh, did. Fuck, oh. we forgot. i think no that was implied right that every five minutes it cuts to just patrick swayze's mum, real yeah. mum. Just like <laughs> on a beach being proud of her son. Like somebody comes up and is like, oh, he's still filming the movie, Mrs. Swayze. And she's like, oh, he's such a nice boy. Can I have another Mai Tai? If all the men, if all the army men and scientists and, and everyone's all out busy doing this big chase, I bet everyone's mum was having a good yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's Christmas. They're like, oh, no one's even here that I have to yeah, feed. Perfect. Fabulous. Yeah. I'll sit down Maybe and I'll just have at some point, like, they, you know, there's a... I'll watch the big fat <laughs> yeah. quiz. Maybe at some point, there's a big fight going on. Everyone's brawling. It's like absolute chaos. And then the payphone and the bar rings. And the barman picks it up. And he's like, it's everybody's <laughs> mum. And everybody stops. And they're like, oh, hi, mum. How are you doing? And the phone, like, comes out with, like, you know, 30 <laughs> uh, old woman voices. Being like, we're having a lovely time. <laughs> and then they just put the phone back down and they carry yeah, on that's fighting. Good. All right. Do you want to yes. hear the real plot? Right, yeah, that, that. yeah, Max. So yeah, tell us, tell us what happens in Gremlin. Okay. Struggling inventor Randy Peltzer, very good name, visits a, a Chinatown antique store hoping to find Christmas presents for his son Billy. Inside, Randy encounters a small furry creature called a mogwai. The owner, Mister Wing, refuses to sell Randy the creature, but his grandson secretly does, warning Randy to remember the three rules. Do not expose the mugwai to light, especially sunlight, which will kill it. Do not let it come in contact with water, and above all, never feed it after midnight. Uh, Randy returns home to Kingston Falls, where he gives the mugwai to Billy as a pet. Billy works in the local bank, but fears that his dog Barney will be put down by a widow. What? A wi- just a random widow? Just- <laughs> the worst black widow of all time. She's not killing her husband, she's killing other, other people's, people's dogs. dogs. Do you think that's why the dad gave him the mugwai? I was like, well, that woman's going to kill your dogs. At least you've got that. <laughs> That woman fucking hates dogs. We've got to. Yeah, well, it kind of sounds like the guy at the t- antique shop was like, no, I'm not yeah. selling you my pet. Yeah, and like, then that's his grandson was it. like, I want a PS4. Yeah. If you give me, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll do you a swap. Randy names the Mogwai Gizmo and explains the three rules. Uh, Gizmo is friendly and docile, but when Billy's young friend Pete accidentally spills water on him, five more Mogwai spawn from his back, a much more troublemaking sort, led by the aggressive Stripe, named for the tuft of fur on his head. Billy shows one of the Mogwai to his former elementary school teacher, Mr. Hansen, who spawns another Mogwai on whom Hansen experiments. Oh no! Stop killing dogs and doing animal testing. Fuck me, the 80s. Uh, Back at home, Stripe and the fellow Mogwai trick Billy into feeding them after midnight by severing the power cord on the clock. Oh shit, so they're sapient enough to be like, we know what's going to happen and we want it. Uh, They form cocoons, as does Hansen's Mogwai, and they soon hatch emerging as mischievous dark green reptilian monsters who then torture Gizmo at, oh, this is going to upset both of you, and attack Billy's mother. Oh no! (laughs) <laughs> not only 
is it mums not mums having a good time it's mums being attacked uh mr hansen the teacher is killed by the gremlin that he was experimenting on which i think's i think that's good <laughs> well that's fine i'm on board yes. with that don't experiment on living things mr hansen Lynn, Lynn, which is the mum, and Billy are able to kill all the gremlins except for Stripe, who escapes to the local YMCA. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, but Stripe's going to the YMCA, man. He's going to have, gonna a, good have a good meal. He's going to do whatever he feels. He's going to get so <laughs> wet. <laughs> there are pools there. Where do you hear the next line? There, Stripe jumps into a swimming pool. No. <laughs> <laughs> you called it. Spawning an army of gremlins who wreak havoc in Kingston Falls. Many people are injured or outright killed by the gremlins, including Mrs. Daigle. Oh, that's the widow. So the widow who's going to kill the dog is killed. Yeah. Right, so oh, the well, widow who kills okay. dogs also dies. Billy reports Fine. us to the police, but they prove to be of no help as they don't believe his story, even after he shows them Gizmo. Billy rescues his girlfriend, Kate, and they hide in a now-abandoned bank where Kate reveals to Billy and Gizmo why she hates Christmas. When she was nine years old, her father went missing on Christmas Eve and didn't come oh. home. Several de- days later, he was found dead in their chimney dressed as Santa. <laughs> that's awful. That's, that's the end. Like, that's not relevant again. That's it. It's just that's man- not, so that's not part of it. No, that's just mentioned as a site. That's just backstory. That this guy dressed as Santa tried to come down the chimney, got stuck, and then died. That is not only not like irrelevant to the plot, and it's just backstory to this character. It's backstory that's given to you about 90 minutes into an hour, a hundred minute film. <laughs> is it a gag? Is it supposed I guess to be it's funny? It's a joke. Yeah, it has to be, surely. I've not really seen it, but there's a bit in the second one where I get like I I, I assume it's the same character. One of the characters is like, Man, I really hate Easter. Whenever I was 10 years old, and Billy's just like, we don't really don't have time for this. <laughs> he just cuts her off immediately. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Billy and Kate discover the town has fallen silent, and the gremlins are watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in the local theatre. Oh, they set off, that's so cute! <laughs> they set off a natural, a natural gas explosion, killing all the gremlins except Stripe. <laughs> Stripe leaves to commandeer more candy at Montgomery Ward's store across the street. As the morning approaches, they follow Stripe into the department store, where Stripe attempts to use a water fountain to spawn more gremlins. Gizmo opens a skylight, exposing Stripe to sunlight, killing him before he can reproduce. The local news report on the day's mysterious tragedy. Mr. Wing comes and reclaims Gizmo. He criticizes Randy and Western society for their carelessness. <laughs> hey, based, based. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Wing's great. However, as he turns to leave, Gizmo, having bonded with Billy, bids the young man a goodbye. A touched Mr. Wing then concedes that Billy may be ready one day, and until then, Gizmo will be waiting for him. End of film. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's a good... I just got goosebumps. No, to yeah. end on. That sounds like a fun movie. I might watch that now. Yeah. I reckon Gremlins 1 sounds pretty good, and I'd argue probably on par with our film. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe I reckon, better. I, they both yeah, sound they good. They both sound like yeah. good movies. I do like Patrick Swayze doing high kicks and dancing to Chumbawamba or yeah. whatever it was. Agadoo. Agadoo, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that does sound like a very good movie. Let us know. Um, if you're listening, what you thought of our movie and also whether you've seen Gremlins and whether you think it would be better uh, at FlickPod69 <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thank yeah. you very much, Grace, for coming on the pod. I almost forgot we were doing a podcast at no point because that was just a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but please do really give plugs. Tell us uh, what you've got going on and where people oh, can find I you. Oh, I am... Uh, 
This will be coming out in February, I think, probably mid-February. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Grace Jarvis Ono um, and TikTok, uh, same username against my will um <laughs> it turns out that's the only way to be a stand-up now is to film yourself doing crowd yeah. work <laughs> yeah. even if it's not that good <laughs> um and then i am doing my show my new show for this year is called this is the last goldfish that i'm going to eat for you <laughs> um it's about all the stuff i did as a kid to try and make friends because i didn't realize i had autism um <laughs> and I was like this is impressive right and everyone was like we are laughing at you and I was like I can't tell <laughs> um so I'm going to be doing that show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival which is March to April late March to mid April mm -hmm. um I don't have the actual dates Sydney Comedy Festival probably uh New Zealand Comedy Festival I'm going to be in in Auckland and Wellington and I am hopefully going to be in Edinburgh as well oh, so sick. same hey. show this is the last goldfish that I'm going to eat for you I regret how long the title is but my dad <laughs> chose it like a few years ago and he's so thrilled that I picked it um so <laughs> it's oh, worth nice. it that's it's lovely. worth it for how involved he feels in my career yeah absolutely um yeah absolutely do follow Grace in all the places but yeah just follow my socials and I will um, force those posters down your throat so don't worry about it like this is the last Grace Jarvis comedy poster I will eat for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man when the when the Melbourne Comedy Festival got cancelled in 2020 I had all these posters that I had printed just in my house and I was stuck in lockdown and eventually I made a paper mache volcano out of them <laughs> because great. I was like what do I what do I do <laughs> um, that's a oh. video you can find on my YouTube <laughs> And as for us, yeah, follow us on Flippod69, Matt's Music House, or the Macaroni Prince, and leave us a review, you dogs. Yeah, you better. <laughs> All right, Matt, do the outro, and we'll get out of here. Oh, it's a good day to be a bad boy, but it's a great day to be a poster boy. Goodbye, everyone. There we go. Beautiful. I've stopped recording. <laughs>